And if you can build a connection and add value and just leave somebody feeling better than when you found them, that is a successful call or a successful text or a successful email. And the goal is to do that once a day, then twice a day, then 10 times a day, then 30 times a day. And that's how you're going to build your relationships. That's how you're going to build your database. And that is 100% how you're going to build your business. Absolutely. All right, real quick, we got about 20 minutes. Uh, sorry, I got long-winded. I love this subject. I'm passionate about it. Let's open this up real quick for any questions. Anybody has a comment, concern, question about what we covered? And then let's get in a couple practice reps here with some folks that want to practice conversations. Who's got questions? Absolutely. I, I can't say that enough on the database too. I, I was following the chat as Ray was talking there. Um, I'll, I'll give you guys a quick little backstory, not to, not to drive this, this on, but it's a neat, tangible example of the quality of a database. I did wonderful business just having conversations with people. That's why I teach it. I love it. I'm passionate about it because I did it. That's how I grew my business. And I made a lot of money having great conversations with people. But I also maintained a really high quality database of those people nurtured them, followed up with them, was very consistent with my database. Now, when I moved from Virginia to Florida, because of the database I had maintained, I was actually able to package up my real estate business and sell it to another agent. That's the value of the database. Had I not had the database, had I not had a single client in a database that I could document, I wouldn't have been able to sell that business at all, much less for the amount of money that I did, and it was a pretty penny. So you absolutely need to build the habit if you're not already doing it. Every conversation you have, whether it's on the phone, it's a text, it's an email, it's a Facebook messenger, it's an Instagram DM. When you're having conversations, that person needs to go in your database at the end of the conversation because you never know when that database comes back around. It's wild how beneficial that can be to you, uh, both in your business and in the future. Ray, you're on mute. I want to jump in real quick there. You guys, one thing about the database, a, a way to frame it so that you understand the importance of it, it is the only thing you will ever own, right? You can own someone's name, phone number, and email in your database, but you don't own Facebook content or messaging. You don't own Instagram content or messaging. You don't own TikTok or LinkedIn or YouTube. All those platforms could go away tomorrow and you would be shit out of luck with connections, messaging, and contact information. If you start framing your database as the only way to earn a living because that is your only method of communicating, your mindset will shift and you will understand that your CRM is priority. It matters. It is the only thing that you own. So when you're dialing, uh, when you're calling up Fizbo's, um, you know, and you're, you're building a report, do you try to go at least just see the house um, at, at all? Um, if you have buyers that are looking in that area, and, you know, for instance, hey, I have a buyer that's in the, that's looking in your area. Would you, you know, would you mind if I tell them that your house is still available on the market? You know, or something. Yeah. Maybe just so run a, if you're better at commu communicating in person than you are on the phone. Just going over there and just be like, you know, they're like, I know, I understand. They're going to say, well, I don't want you to list my house. That's great. I don't want to list your house. I just want to make sure that it's still available and I can tell my buyers that it is available. Um, you yeah. know, anyway, just get over there. Is that a way or what? Yeah. So what I tell people is when you're calling FizzBuzz or landlords, 
I like first and foremost, right? I'm going to do everything I possibly can for my own client. So I'm going to be pursuing the FISBOs and landlords that I truly believe I have the buyer for, right? It's right. the right house for my client. And then what I do is when I'm having the conversation with the FISBO, for example, I'll tell them, hey, listen, relax, take a breath. I'm not trying to convince you to list your house. I want to have a conversation because I think I have the right buyer, but I don't want to waste your time. Let's talk about the house real quick. Da, 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 da. And at the end of that conversation, if I, if I still believe that my buyer would get a great deal if they bought that house, I will tell the FISBO while I'm on the phone with them, I'm going to send this data to my buyer. And obviously I can't make that decision for them, but I think we're going to want to schedule a showing. What's the best email address for you so that I can send you the documentation my broker will require me to have on file before I bring a random stranger into your house? I'm going to need to get that signed from you in advance. So where can I send that to while I go talk to my buyers about a showing? So I'm telling them right from the get go, like, I'm not trying to sell your house, I'm trying to get it sold for you with my buyer. And I do want to schedule a showing. Absolutely. I don't typically try to do a preview, right? I don't say, well, you know, I got lots of buyers out there. I'd have to come see it to know if it's right for them. That's BS, right? I'm a, I'm a licensed professional. I know what my buyers need. And if I know price area, square footage, rough condition based on the photos, I know if it's something my buyer is going to be interested in or not. I don't have to go physically talk to the FISBO in their home to know that. So I don't typically do that because a lot of other agents are like, well, I want to do a preview. No, you don't. You want to get in my house to talk to me about listing it. And most FISBOs are smart enough to realize that. So I absolutely will try to schedule a showing after I've talked to the buyer to make sure it's right. Because my, my intention is we're going to do a showing. And if you like it, we're writing an offer. We're, we're doing a deal. And so that's how I approach those FISBOs initially. Um, if I it doesn't work question. out for the buyer, that's okay. There's more you can do. Good question. So I have a situation where um, there is a builder and I asked him if I can um, uh, expose in social media his uh, house mm -hmm. and I'll bring the buyer because he doesn't want me to, to sell his house. He yeah. said, uh, either I'm going to sell it by myself or I have already the realtor that I have used. So he knows that I'm new and kind of doesn't want to present him. But I said, well, you just let me, um, you know, put it in the market to expose it uh, to the social media and I'll bring the, the buyers. So you, I, I don't expect anything from you. Uh, so how I can expose that, how to do it, because it's not in the market. The house is not in the market. It's in the framing stage. So how can I uh, attract buyers for this kind of situation? Yeah, so great question. Again, I, I use that same basic tactic with FISBOs and landlords too. If it doesn't work out for my buyers, I'll ask them, do you mind if I do some free marketing on your behalf? And they always say yes. Nobody passes up on free marketing. So with the builder situation, it's very similar. They're not in the MLS yet because they're not quite ready to list it, but it's being built and they're like, hey, if you can bring a buyer, sure, let's do a deal. Uh, just think about all of the areas that you currently are on a social media platform. It can be TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, local Facebook groups, real estate related and community related, right? If you know of a house being built, you can market that opportunity, right? You can't get super specific because you might not have exact square footage. You might not have exact price, but you're going to know generally, hey, they're building it. It's going to be roughly 2,000 square feet. They're going to sell that for roughly 550. It's over in this area. You can market to all of your social sphere, to all of those Facebook groups, to all of those platforms you're on that you know of a 
coming soon possibility, or in the case of a FISBO or a landlord, an off-market opportunity in this area, roughly this size, it's in this price range. You can't say a specific price because you don't know. You can't give a specific address because you can't market a listing that you don't own, but this isn't a listing. This is an opportunity that you're aware of. And so you're not going to give a specific address, but you're going to say over in this area, this size, this shape, this rough price range, if anybody is interested, reach out to me. And that will generate interest from potential buyers that should match up to that property pretty well, which you can then turn around, have a conversation with, vet them, make sure they're pre-qualified, make sure they're real buyers. And the beauty of it is only one of them can buy that house. All of those other buyers are now going to be buyers that you need to go look for more business from. You need to go find a FISBO to match the new buyer. You need to go find a landlord to match the new buyer. You need to set up an MLS search for the new buyers. And so it becomes a kind of a perpetual cycle if you advertise a property and five or six people reach out to you, but only one can buy it. Well, now you got four or five more people that you got to go find other properties to reach out for. And that's a great way to scale your business for sure. So that's what I would recommend to you. Use the opportunity in general terms to advertise that and get buyer interest. I'll answer your question. Absolutely. All right. So we only got 12 minutes left, but that should be time for a call or two here. I know everyone is like, oh, I'm not, it's not me. I'm not going to make a call. Who would like to practice a conversation on the Zoom with me? I will be the client. I'll turn my camera off and we'll just have a conversation. Don't be shy. I'll have a conversation. All right. Who would you like to have a conversation with? What type of client? Um, well, I, I, I wanted to start calling FISBO, so. Okay, perfect. So I'm a FISBO owner at 123 Main Street. Got it. That's easy enough. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. This will be super simple. I'm just going to turn my camera off because if you were calling me, you wouldn't see my facial expression. So I'm going right. to make it as clear as I can. And then literally just say ring, ring while we're on the Zoom and we'll work, walk through this conversation uh, as if you were calling a FISBO. Sound good? Yep, sounds good. All right, whenever you're ready. All right. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello. Hey, um, I, I just, uh, let's start over. Ring, ring. That was a weird way to start a conversation. Hello. Yeah, sorry. I, I messed that up. Sorry. Let's start over. Um, I wasn't, I was, I was trying to write down a note and saying ring, ring. All so. good. All good. Yeah. All right. Ring, ring. Hello. Hello. I was uh, wanting to know if uh, the house that you have here has a red door and it looks like some black shutters. Is that still is that still for sale? Uh, yeah. Uh, who's this? Oh, great. Uh, this is uh, Marcelino. Um, I, I I'm a realtor with EXP Realty here in Utah. Um, I was just uh, calling about your your house that you had here for sale and uh, oh man, this is harder than I thought. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I, I'm not ready for this. Let me. No, it's okay. That's right. You, you did good. Let's pause there for a second. No, that's, uh, don't, don't, don't sweat it. Right. This is why we practice because you don't have to do that in front of a FISBO. You can practice it now, refine it. And when you call the FISBO, you're going to be far, far better. That's the whole point of these calls. So a couple things real quick, just heavy, heavy things. Actually, Ray just mentioned it in the comment before you make the call. Deep breath, calm the nerves, smile, 
man, this is going to be great. Dial the number, right? Set that tone for yourself. Here's a, here's a couple little nuances that you can work on. Um, and again, practice these with yourself in the mirror, et cetera. When you call, the, the psychology of the call, right? I need to make a connection and build some rapport before I can start talking business with a stranger, okay? So right. you might think about starting your conversation with some super, super basic questions that you already know the answers to, but what's gonna happen is they're gonna respond with those answers and it's gonna start setting the tone for the conversation, okay? So for example, ring, ring, hello. Hey, is this the owner of 123 Main Street? Yes, it is, who's this? Hey, this is Walt Key with XP Realty. I hope you're doing well today. How are you loving this weather? Right? Or, hey, did you see the game last, last night? Right? Whatever the case is, right? Some kind of icebreaker just to say, hey, I'm a friendly guy. Let's have a conversation. Okay. If you start with, are you the owner of the home? They're going to usually say yes. That's good to know. If they say no, <laughs> the conversation is going to go a different way because you need to talk to the owner. So, are you the owner of 123 Main Street? Yes, I am. Who's this? Hey, it's Walt Key with XP Realty. I hope you're doing well. Hey, is that still for sale right now? Of course it is. You just saw it on fizzbo.com. You know it's for sale. But you're going to ask the question because what you're doing is you're, you're implanting little psychological victories every time they say yes to you, right? So are you the owner of the home? Yes. Boom, we got a yes. Is that still for sale right now? Yes, it is. Awesome. Great. I got two yeses. Now... I can dive in a little bit. Well, hey, listen, man, I just take a deep breath. I am not trying to get you to list your house with me. I see that you've got it listed for sale by owner. I totally respect that you're trying. Are you open to working with a buyer's agent if I could bring you a qualified buyer in the right price? Yes. 99% of the time, right? Yes. Now I've got all these little psychological victories before I ever really started talking about the house. Does that make sense? Got to make that little bit of a connection first before you dive in, right? Then you can get into, well, hey, listen, I've got a buyer over here. I think they're going to be a good fit. Let's just talk about the house for a couple minutes. I don't want to waste your time. Tell me a little bit more about your house. Open-ended, right? Tell me a little bit more about the house. Now just let them talk. Well, we bought it four years ago. It's this thing over here. It's this size, this shape, blah, blah, blah. It's amazing. Bob, the kids grew up in it. Whatever they say, right? Just let them talk as much as they talk. As, you're, as they're talking, you're listening for anything that you can make a connection with any little nuance that you are familiar with that you can be like, oh yeah, that's great. Me too. I totally get that. So for example, I was having a call the other day with somebody and I said, why are you thinking about selling the house? And they said, well, we're downsizing. Both our kids are in college right now. We just don't need this much space, which was perfect. Cause I said, oh, I know exactly what you mean. I have a 19 year old in college right now. And my son just turned 18. I'm about to kick him out. Totally get, I totally know where you're coming from, right? If you're listening while they talk, you'll pick up on those little nuances that you can make more of a connection with as you move the conversation forward. Does that all make sense to you? Okay. What I recommend is get a script, either the, the ones that we have or, or someone else's fine, doesn't matter, even if you write out your own, but have a script to walk you through, I know I need to make an intro. I want to break the ice. I'm going to end the call with data collection and rep it out on your own, right? Get on a Zoom so you can see your own face if you have to and just practice those conversations so that you ingrain the framework in your own head. And that way the calls become easier. If they say something you weren't anticipating, it's okay because I know the next logical thing here is to keep moving this forward, right? So don't sweat it. I mean, that really... 
other than the fact that you said, you know, let's start over. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a physical. We start over with what? I was going to, you did fine, right? The very first time you did fine. Practice them until the conversation starts to get comfortable and then go make those calls. All right. We've got five more minutes. Who wants to jump in here? I can do it if nobody else wants. Perfect. What kind of call do you want to make? What kind of client? Uh, let me think here. Um, okay. Let me see if I can wrap up my mind. If I call expire, uh, how should I carry the conversation? Quickly, All right. So I would start. Yeah, that's a great one. So I've started the same way with, are you the owner of one, two, three Main Street? Yes, I am. Okay, great. And I noticed in the MLS that you had that on the market six months ago, eight months ago, right? Whatever the time frame, and it didn't sell. What's the story with that? What happened? Right? Because again, you're you're asking an open-ended question to get them talking. And in that conversation, they're gonna say things that you can pick up on. They're like, oh, now I know why you were trying to sell. Now it makes sense to me. Let's let's move that conversation. So I would start with, are you the owner? And I noticed it didn't sell. What's this? What's the deal there? What happened? All right, let's try it. All right, whenever you're ready. Ring ring. Hello. Hello. Uh, is this the owner of the house uh, located one two three Main Street? Uh, yes, it is. Who's this? Hi, this is Sonia Connolly. I'm a local realtor. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. What can I do for you? Uh, first of all, you know, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, that you're enjoying enjoy this beautiful day. Um, oh, thank you. I, yeah. So I don't want to take too much of your time, but I just um, checked my MLS this morning and I just saw that your house came out of the market. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I also noticed that um, you put on the market like six months ago and um, I'm just wondering, you know, why in the world did you don't sell this home? It's such a beautiful house. Well, I, you'd have to ask our other agent yeah. that. I, I thought we, we prepped it pretty well. We had a you know, couple showings, but no offers. And I, I don't know, the, the, the agent didn't get it done for us. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Um, did you guys have any open house? Uh, no, we have two small kiddos and it was kind of a nightmare to wrangle being out of the house for several hours on the weekend. So we didn't do open houses. Oh, okay. And um, do you think, you know, do, I mean, I know you don't know for sure, but do you have an idea why your house didn't sell? Do you think the price was right? Uh, what do you think, you know, went wrong? I, I don't really know. I mean, the, the agent told us what the price would be and and it didn't happen. Uh, we reduced the price once about three months into our six month listing and it still didn't get sold at that point. Oh, oh. so so are you guys still planning to put a house back on the market or are you just testing the market? No, I think we're going to wait a while and just kind of let everything flush out. The kids are back in school now. We're just going to pause for a while and see what happens. Uh, <clears throat> so if I tell you that um, the market's still good, you know, and you still can sell your home for, you know, uh, the top dollar, you know, in the Korean market, you know, would still consider, you know, put a house back on the market? I don't know. We just went through six months of, of trying and nothing happened. So I think we're going to wait. You know, I know, I know everybody, you know, is different and uh, not every realtor is made the same way. So I wonder if you would be, you know, just available maybe to sit with me for 20 minutes so we could talk about 
uh, the ways that you know we can you know put a house back on the market and, and try to sell you know quickly. I know it is frustrating, disappoint. You didn't sell a house, you know, during those six months. But like I said, everybody's different. Like you know, when you go to a doctor and you have an issue with your stomach, and if the doctor doesn't fix you, you know, you look into another doctor, right? You don't see the dead and and stay sick for more six months, right? Why do we don't take advantage of this um, market and try to put it back in the market? Nah, I'm good. But thanks anyway. I appreciate the call. Oh, no problem. So I appreciate that you uh, took the call. Uh, would that be okay if we stay in touch so I can check on you, see how things are going? If you are, you know, maybe later you're planning to put it back on the market. Is that okay if we stay in touch? Yeah, you're welcome to call me back later, um, you know, a few months down the road, whatever the case is. Okay, Walter, before you go, you know, uh, do we have a good email uh, so I can send my resume and some information about my brokerage? Uh, yeah, sure. It's uh, walter.key at gmail.com. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that you took the call and I wish the best for you and your family and I'll keep you uh, on my database and I'll be in touch with you um, maybe a month or so, okay? Great. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. All right, before I jump in here, anybody, thoughts, questions, comments, anybody hear something that stuck out to them that they can provide feedback? That's the beauty of a group calls. We can all learn together. Uh, one thing that I would add it uh, would be to say that, uh, is it okay if I can bring a buyer or if I, is it okay if I can come and take a look at your house uh, to see if that fits for my buyers and if you are interested I can bring buyers in your house, even if it's not in the market. Yeah. That's a, that's a potential option. Now that, now that it's off the market, they might be open to just a, a bringing a buyer. They might be open if you have a specific buyer. They also might say, well, it was on the market for six months. Why didn't you already bring your buyer, right? So that, there's, a, there's a little bit of a balancing act there. Uh, we're short on time. So let me go a couple high points here. Um, what you didn't ask that you could have was, what was your goal? for selling the house? What was your plan after it sold? And again, that's a nice open-ended question that gets them talking about their dreams, their goals, what they were trying to do, where they were moving the family to, all that good stuff. Because um, if we can connect on that level, that conversation becomes really easy. So you can ask them what their goal was when they sold it, what was the plan? Um, the other thing is um, maybe offer rather than, hey, can I come see it? Can we talk about getting it listed again? Because they said no, and then you kind of continued on with that. Maybe just offer to run them if it's been on the market or off the market now at least 90 days, maybe 120 days. Ask to run a courtesy CMA for them so that you can give them updated numbers in case they may have changed based on market conditions, right? That's another great way to get that email is I'd like to send you something of value for free. In this case, it would be a CMA so you can see what the new market value should be. Where can I send that to you? So that's an option that you could have pursued as well.